Hello, welcome to Ignited Youth. We are happy to see you and hope you enjoy our episode today. Connect with us through Instagram at bvcc.youth. If you would like to submit an anonymous question or have a prayer request, please click on the link in the description. Without further ado, here is today's episode. I'm so happy to see you guys. I'm so happy to be here because tonight we're ending we're ending this series about Satan's lies and Satan's deceits and how he distracts us and and how everything Satan is is lie he lies since the beginning he came to creation and and his first words were lies to Eve and Adam and and and, and, and so he'll continue to lie there's nothing good about the enemy there's nothing good about the devil there's nothing you can trust or believe in him. And we've, we've walked and, 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 and we've been studying and we've been searching God's word. Because every message, it's a way that the enemy is deceiving not only our generation. Solomon, the wisest man on earth, says there's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> The enemy has been telling lies since day one. There's nothing new about it. He's not smart. He's just very sneaky. He's sneaky. And so we've been going through these series of of, of classes, of sermons. There's things you have to understand. To every lie, there's a truth. To every lie, there's a truth. This, this world sometimes tells us that we're so bad. And again, if you missed any of our, just go back and listen to them. But the world will tell us that we're too bad, that God can't forgive us. That we sometimes will do things out of God's grace. That's not true. The only way you'll know is by the word of God. You have to understand and hear God's voice. But how can you send God's voice if you are not constantly listening and reading his word, being in prayer? And I know we always come to church and say the same things. Read your word, be in prayer, read your word, be in prayer. But they actually work when you actually do it. They actually work. Prayer and the reading of of God's word works. There's so many people you can trust in this world, but every single one of them, every relationship will, will fall short, except for Jesus. God will never leave you. You can trust him with everything you have and all who you are and all your dreams and all your questions, and God will accept them, and he will form you, and and there's nothing that God couldn't be able, there's nothing you can ask God he's gonna say no. If it's in God's will and God's plan, he will give it. If he's promised it to you, you can trust in him. But you have to understand God's will. And how would you do that? By the word. You said that, Jerry. I know, but it works. It's true. It's true. And we saw last week that joy is more than just an emotion. Joy is, 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 is more than a feeling. Joy is being in the presence of God. Joy is understanding who God is. And I'm going to continue hitting the same, the same nail. I'm going to continue with the same topic. Because 
truth can only be as true that you, as you wanted to believe. The devil makes us believe certain things are true. Have you ever heard or, or has, have anybody told you or, or have anybody expressed to you the, 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 the statement, who told you that? You're like, oh, so that's not true. Who told you that? Sometimes I believe certain things about church, about who God is. And they're like, who told you that? That's a lie. And they've shown me through scripture and I'm like, oh my goodness, that's not even in the Bible. And I've always thought it was. Who told you that? And I just want to continue as tonight we're wrapping things up in this series. There's not really a one lie. It's just a combination of different things that we believe and how I want you to identify the truth. Because we've been talking about lies, 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 lies. The devil lies. This is what he'll tell you. This is what he wants you to believe. But really, what is truth? Because everyone's right, right? You try to argue with someone and they tell you about God and religion and they're real smart about it. You're like, oh my God, that actually sounds true. Nobody's experienced that? When you're trying to talk with someone and you're trying to share something you know, you heard, you're like, man, Jerry said this on Sunday, so I'm going to copy that. And you go and tell somebody and then they're like, man, but the Bible says this. And you're like, wow, actually it makes more sense than what Jerry said. This happened to me when I'm having a conversation with someone and they're super smart, but guess what? Just because they sound convincing, just because it sounds right, it doesn't mean it's truth. How do you know what's truth? And so what the devil does is why are we going through these, through, through all these classes? It's because sometimes the devil won't tell you the lie, he'll tell you the truth, he'll just twist it. There's a twist to everything that the devil will offer you. See, that's what happened and we learned it and we studied it through the weeks how the enemy came to Jesus and it was really true. Everything the devil told Jesus was true. He was quoting scripture. But he twisted it. There was a twist. How do you know what's true? How do you know what we're saying is true? We, people would always challenge me, Jerry, when you're hearing something, when you hear a sermon, when you hear a class, always go back to the Bible. And you'll know that it's true. You have to have the Holy Spirit inside of you to discern what's truth. The Bible says even if an angel comes down and gives you another gospel, don't believe him. Not an angel? No. But God uses angels. Yes. But if it's not here, it's not what God is saying. Even if it, doesn't, even if it sounds convincing, it's not true. How would you know that? Well, you don't, you can't judge people. What they're saying is, you can't tell me when I'm wrong. Yes, I can. The Bible tells me that we need to hold each other accountable. Proverbs says it this way, iron sharpens iron. How is that? Confronting. Confronting. With love. Lots of love. Coming around you going, hey, guess what? How you're living, man, it's wrong. The way you think is not to God's standards and I have to love you to tell you. You don't just have to agree with people. 
that's the worst thing that we can do as a church. Not preach the gospel. Oh, because we we're going to hurt people's feelings. Jesus called the religious vipers snakes. Your, your, your washed tombs. That's, that's pretty insulting. We're not going to convince everyone and we're not going to be like and that was the enemy constantly. How do you know what's truth? How do you know what's truth? And we always say the truth will set you free. That's only in the presence of Jesus. We, know, we need to know that Jesus is truth. And the only way we're going to expose the enemy, the only way we're going to survive through all these lies, all these fakeness, all this, all this social media going around telling us who we are in this world, telling us who we need to be, the only way is through Jesus, is through the word of God, is through filtering through this. This is our filter. The world is here. Jesus is here. What's the filter? The word of God, it has to go through this. If it doesn't go through this, then guess what? You'll believe anything anybody says, convincing, charismatic. They'll come and tell you something and you'll believe it and walk away from God forever. That's how cults become. That's how religion becomes. And so many, so many people are attached to religion. The way we do things, the way we tell things, is not about me, it's about Jesus. What does Jesus have to say? If we do things the way Jesus said, we will help people. If we do how what we think is right, we will hurt people, even with good intentions. There's been wars started by what I think is right. Who cares what I think? Shouldn't we care what God has to say? It's his world, it's his creation, it's his church. Shouldn't I preach what the Bible has to say? Why do I care what I have to say? So many people care what other people think. What does God have to say? What does God have to say? Sometimes because things sound so clever and convincing, we believe it. Who's heard the phrase, curiosity killed a cat? No one, oh my goodness, nobody's heard that? Wow. Are you guys alive? You guys never heard curiosity kill the cat? Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah, no, you guys ever heard that? Wow. Wow, that's, a, that's an old saying. No, maybe because I'm old. Wait a minute. Oh, okay, well. Curiosity, there's a, there is a saying, believe me, it's true. Ask your parents. Man, how, wow. Curiosity kill the cat. Is it true? No. No. There's no data, there's no surveys that would ever show that a curious cat got killed. There's no dead cats everywhere just because they were curious. There's no such thing. You know why you believe it? Because people say it. Because they're being metiches. You know what metiche is? Nosy. <laughs> right? Stop being metiche, man. Curiosity killed a cat. Ooh, what are you doing? Come on over here, man. Curiosity killed a cat. No, it didn't. But you were told that. Just because it sounds clever, because this things sound okay, it doesn't mean it's right. So what is the truth? What is the truth? 
just because what, they, what people say about you matches the experiences in your life at that moment doesn't mean it's true. What's truth? There's, there's, there's been times where through our crisis, uh, you can make sense out of anything. Well, this happened because God wanted to teach you a lesson. Maybe, I don't know. That happened because you didn't have enough faith. Maybe, I don't know. And sometimes we believe people's ways of thinking, not what God has to say. Well, what is God saying? What is God teaching? What is he revealing me through the, through the Bible? Am I really living out of his grace, out of his authority? Then maybe, yeah, he is teaching me a lesson. But I don't have to listen to everybody's comments and everybody's way of thinking or based of belief system. I have to listen to what's true. What the word of God has to say. The way we're going to identify what what, what, what's truth is if we listen and be in the presence of Jesus. I cannot repeat that enough. And I'm going to say that throughout the class over and over and over. You're going to go, man, that's a, man, he didn't study. Man, that's all he has to say? Yes, because if we get that concept, we'll be set free and be free indeed. We'll be free indeed. Because we will listen to what God's way, why he thinks about me, not other people will say about me. You don't have to stay in a bad story because it's somebody's truth. You don't got to stay stuck because of somebody's truth. Oh, you're not ready. Ready for what? You're not ready for the next chapter in your life. Says who? You're not my creator. Before, you just say, you don't pay my bills. Right? Uh, man, I'm preaching to the wrong crowd today. Jeez, I need some old school people in here. <sighs> you know, it, 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 it just, people will tell you their truth. I don't think. That's right. Guess what? That's your thought. But what does the Bible have to say? What does God have to say? How can God use me? Sometimes people will set the tone of your life in the moment you're living in because that's, the, that's that person's truth. That's that person's reality. It doesn't mean you have to get stuck there. For so many years, I got stuck not growing because people told me I was too young to be a preacher. Guess what? They didn't die for me at the cross. Guess who did? Jesus. But who am I going to listen to? Only one, only one right answer in church, guys. Jesus! That's it. What does God have to say about you? But you will never know the voice of God. And it's something because now they just taught me during the week, she, she, she was sharing her devotional with me. And it's true because Samuel could not understand. Samuel, as he was young, his mom couldn't have babies, so God, hey, please, if I have one, one kid, first kid is going to be to you. And then and, and gave, him, gave, him, gave him to church, really. He, he lived with the priest. And Eli was the priest back then. And Samuel goes and lives with Eli. And you know what? He taught him the good things. He taught him everything, how to be a priest. But when God is calling him, he doesn't identify God's voice. 
You can be in the presence, you can be in all the right places and all the right things and miss God's voice. I can end right there, man. How do you know what's truth? Oh, because somebody told me. What does Jesus have to say about you? Oh, somebody told me I, I couldn't do this. What does God say? Don't limit yourself because someone's fears, because of someone's insecurities. We were meant to be, and we were created in God's presence. Guess what? You're wonderfully made. Guess what? There's creativity. There's leadership. There's something called the Holy Spirit. And anything you do in God, you can't do it. Anything you do in church, you can't do it by your own self. You need the Holy Spirit to do so. So if God empowers you with the Holy Spirit, guess what? You can do a lot of things in Him that He gives you the strength. But how do you know what's truth? How do you know what's truth? When people have bad belief systems. When they're trying to, trying to figure out life. So I've learned to face there's two truth, two kind of truths. My reality and my revelation. My reality, when I'm living, my revelation, what God's speaking to me. I need to know what between those two truths. Truths. John 8:33. I know I should have told you that before, but John 8:33 will be one of the passages gonna kind of understand this first point here between my reality and my revelation. I've, I'm faced with two truths. Because Jesus is having this conversation. Jesus is having this conversation with the Jews, with people that know Scripture. In other words, with Christians. So he's having this conversation. And it's amazing because in verse, go back a little bit, verse 31 says, To the Jews who had believed in me. I mean, wait a minute, Jews. Didn't they belong to, were they Israel? Were they God's children to begin with? No. Not, everybody, not everyone believed Jesus was the Messiah. Not everybody believed in the truth. They should have. Of all people, the Jews should have known. Right? Of all people, the Jews had been told. They were the chosen. The chosen frozen because they, just, they didn't do anything. They just walked like they were like coming out of a freezer, just stuck up. Wouldn't smile, wouldn't talk to nobody. You don't believe like me, you don't do what I say, you don't do what I do, guess what, you don't belong here. That sounds like church nowadays. Jesus said, you have to believe in who? In the truth. You have to believe in, in me. Those that believe in me, Jesus said, 
If you hold my teachings, you are really my disciples. How people are going to know, and we've seen in other passages, that what? Love, love. If you love, that will know your disciples. The other thing that, 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 that is an important thing for you to be a disciple is if you hold, hold, hold. You guys that play football or like football, what happens when you don't hold the ball? It's called the what? Fumble. That's the worst thing you can do. I'd rather get hit by a 200-pound person. I didn't make it because I got hit. But you lost the ball? You fumbled? You, you, you dropped it? You screwed up. That's what you're saying. With the Word of God, is the same way, church. Jesus is saying, you want to be my disciple? Hold my Word. Hold it. Hold it close. Hold it tight. Then, you're really my disciple. You can call yourself whatever you want. I'm a Jew. I belong to God. No. Do you have a real, do you hold the truth so close? Do you? Right? Keep on reading what it says. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you. Oh, that's where the verse is from. Yes, I've heard that before. I didn't know in what context it was placed in. Identifying people that say they belong to Jesus and people that really belong to Jesus. The truth will set you free. They answer, Who's they? Who's they? The religious negative people. Who's they? The ones that know it all. Who's they? The ones that criticize you. Who's they? The ones that they think their truth all the, right all the time. You know those people that all, they always think they're right? You can never teach them anything? Yeah. They answered. What did they answer? We are Abraham's descendant and have never been slave to no one. What? What? Look at their answer. We are descendants of Abraham. True. And have never been slaves to no one. False. They don't remember the 400 years of slavery in Egypt. That never happened. That never happened. Syria, Babylon, Persia, never happened. The Israelites were the nation that spent most time in captivity because of their rebellion towards the things of God. Most of the time of the existence of Israel happened around captivity, slavery. Other nations will come and conquer them. We saw that in, 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 in the last series we just did in Habakkuk, right? The nation was coming after them. Yet they're here telling Jesus, of all people, we've never been slaves. I've never had to deal. Have, have, have you ever met someone that you're trying to tell them and be honest with them? And they're like, I've never did that. I've been good. Shut up. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. 
Oh, I, uh, oh man, I can, I, I can relate. Oh, dude, you just, wow. Yet, when they're saying this, they're under the oppression of Rome. Oh my goodness. They're under oppression of Rome. They weren't free. That's what they wanted a savior. That's what they wanted the Messiah to deliver them from Rome. And they had the audacity to tell Jesus, we never, we, we've never been slaves to nothing. I don't know why I'm saying that voice, but it just sounds sophisticated and like they're perfect. Like, I don't know why. But you know why they're defending themselves that way? Because he's telling them to believe in him. Leave all your customs. Leave all your traditions. Focus on me. On truth. And they can't do that. Some people you're going to try to show them the way. And they won't take it. Not because they can't see it. It's because they don't want to face it. They were under their oppression. You know what that's called? Denial. You can't help someone that's on denial. Someone that can't understand they're in trouble, they're in need. You can't help them. You can't help a drowning person when they, they're trying to save themselves. You can't do it. They'll pull you under and they'll, they'll, they'll drown you. Trying to save themselves and desperation and they grab you like, under the water like you're like oh my god I'm trying to say leave me alone I'm punching your face man then go then you think about it should I have even been here should I let this guy drown in desperation denial being in denial will put so many walls you won't see what's truth you're trying to help no that's not true no I'm okay okay and that's what happens even with God and you God is giving you a he's being patient and you're no God I'm okay no you're not that's what the enemy wants you to say you're okay you're not okay sin's not okay being lukewarm is not okay still Christians are not okay Oh, we can't be too loud for Jesus. Yes, we can. Who said, who's, you don't, you don't think dying in Roman Colosseums were a stand? You don't think the early church took a stand? You know what the early church's name was? The Way. It wasn't even called church. The Ecclesia wasn't even called church. It was called The Way. And in Acts, People were dead scared of being part of the way. Because they related to, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And who said that? Jesus. The way. And they were scared because they had heard that in that gathering, in that, in that atmosphere, you couldn't, you couldn't lie because the people that lied last Sunday got zapped and they died right, in the, right at service. So they took it seriously. They're like, yeah, I ain't stepping in there. There's no way. But people that were there were there with a clear heart. They wanted to be there. They cried out to God, 
just forgive me. They weren't in denial. They weren't like, oh, I'm okay. That's what happened to them and they died. Read it in Acts. It's amazing. So today I'm more convinced than ever that God has put me here tonight. You guys showed up tonight to hear that things are going to get better. When we find truth, things are going to get better. See, the, 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 the enemy constantly uses the word never over and over and over and over again. Never. Never. You know, the enemy knows the power of repetition more than anyone. Mm. Who gets annoyed? Oh, no one's... No. We got some parents here, but oh, hold on! You can't say you me. I don't even know. The, you don't even know. Like I get, I get annoyed. Like everybody annoys me. Well, who gets annoyed by little brothers, sisters? Hold on, not yet. Jeez, wow, that's a whole different sermon. I think that's not all. We could do a whole new sermon next next week on just that, I guess. But hold on, jeez, some of me. I love participation, though. Love it. You guys get a name for participation. Usually, you guys, yeah. Um, get annoyed by people that tell you the same thing over and over again. They just don't stop. Okay, now you guys can raise your hands. Yes. As parents, we know that by kids. Mom, can I go out? 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 Dad, can I do this? Can I? Dad, mom, when is when is dinner? Mom, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm, I'm still hungry, mom. I'm still like, what are we having for dinner? We're having for dinner. Like, oh my goodness! Like, we don't want to. We don't want to be rude, but dude, quiet. <laughs> like, and some parents don't say quiet, right? It's like things come out, but still, we get frustrated when people say the same thing over and over and over and over until what? Fine, let's go get some burgers. Like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, let's just go out and eat. I, I'm, I, I don't know what we're having for dinner. <laughs> like, it worked. And the same thing with the enemy. He constantly, he is so good at never and saying it over and over and over and over again to you to the point where some of us just give in. You know what depression is? When you finally have given up hope that your situation would ever change. These are not going to get different. So you get depressed because you're stuck in the same place without hope. That's the enemy telling you these will never, ever, 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 ever going to change. What do you do? I'm trusting, I'm trusting. Never, ever, ever. I'm trusting. Never, ever, ever. You're like, fine. Because I'm only hearing one thing. Never, ever, 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 ever. And people will fall into that. Never, nobody ever appreciates you. So why do you go back? Nobody listens to you. So why do you speak? Nobody ever notices you around. So why do you even try? You'll never pass that. So just sit down. And it's crazy how people 
will believe the enemy when they're ca he's constantly repeating the never, ever, ever, ever. There's this, there's this verse in Acts 10. that I want to read to you guys as I'm closing up. In my phone, I got this folder that I use. It's been a folder that I've made in my, one of the apps I got. And it's titled, God's Promises to Me. I it's corny, but it's for me. <laughs> and when I press it, all these things here, Ah, oh, come on. Jeez. Okay. All these things here are things that over 22 years that I've been in ministry, people have spoken to me, have told me. I've heard from God. I've Back then, I didn't have an iPhone. All right. So I used to write them down. And these things are over the years, things God has spoken. A lot of them have not come true yet. I got one that says, a church God wants. I got different things that God put in my heart that I would love to see a church have. I got things of revival movements. What the modern church needs. I have one that says, wake up. It just, it's me. These are, these are my personal thoughts with God. Because I've heard never for a long time. Never. It's not time yet. My mom, she always would tell us that we, she was always upset. I had a lot of things with us. But one of the things that I remember the most is my mom, she used to love to save, like money. She was a good, man, she saved money. And she learned how to, like, she was tired. Like, she knew she saved a lot of money, right, and times. And she, so she tried to, tried to teach us how to save money. It's just younger, it's like, who cares, right? I get 10 bucks, hey, I'm going to go get a, something, food, or you know, this or clothes or shoes or whatever. You save up for something you wanted now. And she's like, Jay, you need to save for a rainy season. You need to save for when you're in need. Don't just spend all your money. And I remember being in, in a church years later. And I don't know why this, 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 my mom's voice started coming in my, just in my mind about, you need to save for a rainy season. You need to save for a rainy season. And the, we, were, we were in this vision Sunday, and I'm up there, and I'm like, Sir, wait, save, save for a rainy season. Save for a rainy season. Whoa, 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 whoa. And then it clicked. And I got up, and I was preaching at the end. At the end, I said, man, you know what? We've been taught, I've been taught to save for a rainy season. But you know what? I've been saving a lot of God's grace. And it's raining right now. God's been merciful with this church, I told them. And it looks pretty cloudy out there. 
This is the time when we need to go out there and be the church. This is the time where people need to see who we believe in. This is the time where people need to know the truth. Because people are still chained. People are still struggling. People are still hurting. I said, I told the church, we have been blessed. We are blessed beyond blessed. Sometimes we think we need to store for that one good day. Let me tell you something, guys. That one good day, that one day where people, it's now. People need love now. People need you now. It's today. That one day is today. And it's funny because Peter is having a vision, and I'm going to sum up this whole story. You can read it later on. It's pretty amazing. And Peter in Acts 10 is, is having a time of prayer. Right? He's just praying. And there's a vision he gets from God. I'm not going to go through the whole vision. But in verse 17 through 19, Jesus, God tells Peter, hey, somebody's at the doorstep of your house. He's in, the, he's in the roof praying. He says, go downstairs. And those people, I've sent them. They're there because I have, I have sent them to you. But that wasn't what Peter was praying for. Guess what? Right now, you might be praying for something you need, which you should. But God is going to be telling you in your heart, guess what? That person that I'm going to send you this week, hey, they're sent by me. That person you're going to talk to is a divine appointment. Hey, that interruption needs to happen. I know you're going to go to sleep. I know you got a busy day. I know you don't got time. But when God moves, he interrupts your, your scheduled program. I wish God would tell me when he's going to move. I wish I would be able to put all my finances correctly, put my family in order, get my things straight before I obey God. But guess what? He knows the destiny he has for you and he's going to place you right now for tomorrow. He's going to give you the today. He's going to prepare you right now because he knows where he's going to take you tomorrow. And verse 39, skip over, 34, after everything had happened, Peter says, Now I realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism. Now I realized, I understood. He was only able to understand on verse 39 for his obedience on verse 19. 
Some of you guys didn't get that. The only way you're going to understand is by obeying. The only way you're going to understand is by obeying. God is asking you to trust Him and you want an explanation. God is asking you to be just, just obey and you got asking God to make sense out of your situation. He's asking you to trust and you're arguing with Him. This season of your life, you might not understand it. What's going on? Why is this happening? The devil is, might be saying never ever in your ear more than, more than never in your life. You can never do this. You should never do that. You're not capable of doing this. But God is the God of now. The God of now. Salvation is here today. The now. The today. He doesn't want you to wait. There's certain things God wants to do right now. Salvation is here. Salvation is here. I know there's things going on. Don't listen to them. Even if it comes from people that you know. Go through the word of God first. Let this be the filter. Let this be the filter of your decision making. In order for you to know the truth, you're going to have to obey in faith. And then God will reveal to you, oh, that's what you wanted from me. Oh, that's why I gave all I had. Oh, that's why I had to surrender. Oh, that's why I had to confess. Because you were going to use me on a Tuesday and I had to get right with you on a Sunday. My breakthrough was going to come on a Monday, but I need to get free on a Sunday. Oh, my answer was coming on a Wednesday, but Sunday night I needed to give it to you. You don't know what tomorrow holds, only God does. So guess what? Stay on God's side. The now, the now. Don't listen to the never. If anybody tells you never, 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 don't, no, 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 no. Gotta pray, you gotta pray. Don't listen to them. Pray, pray. Because God wants big things for his church. He wants to use you in big ways for his purpose. God never does anything small and he never does anything halfway. It's a new creation. There's a verse, new wineskin. It's pouring wine, new wineskin. With new wineskin comes new blessings, new power, new revelation. You wanna go to the next step? Leave 
the old things behind. Truth. What's truth? Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as tonight we're closing, we want to pray that if anyone has been told they're not ever going to be loved, accepted, forgiven, they're not good enough, they're not pretty enough, they're not smart enough. It's not time. Just wait. Hold on. You're too excited. <laughs> I pray against those voices. I don't care where it comes from. Because it's not coming from you. Because when you called your disciples, you said, come and follow me. When people gave excuses, he said, hey, let the dead bury the dead. Come follow me today. The now. The now. So if there's any voices creeping in our minds and in our hearts, if anybody's been telling us to slow down for the things of God, I rebuke them in the name of Jesus today. That's not what you want from us. You want a breakthrough. When all hope was lost on the Saturday, you rolled that tomb away on Sunday. Hope came. Life came. Salvation came. Nothing stopped you. So God, I pray tonight that you can pour out your spirit over us. That you can pour out vision over us. Authority over us. To do big things. Declare miracles in your name. Do the impossible. I pray for disciples to stand up and change the world. Because they're coming back for a remnant, for a church without wrinkle, without a stain. So I pray, Father, that we can come into your presence and ask for forgiveness if we've listened to anyone but you. We put you over anyone and everyone. And I pray that if anything is stopping us from hearing your voice tonight, I pray that you can quiet down the noise. Remove anyone you need to remove from my life that is not pushing me forward. Because we can't wait any longer and people go to hell 
and we think that we're doing what's right. So God, break our denial tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.